And here I go again on my own, going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone, but I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time. It's AW Collision Review time again. Hello, I'm Warren Hayes, and welcome. We're doing this again. It is Sunday. It is October 8th. It is, uh, it is fantastic. It is spooky season. It is full-blown fall. There's no more of this... this this nice weather nonsense that we've been having, you know, like this summertime business in the month of October. Now, that shit can hit the bricks. I'm feeling very good. I'm very excited, and I hope you are all having a lovely weekend. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to uh, all of us in, in Canada. To the rest of y'all, well, whatever. Hope you're having just a great Sunday and had a fantastic Saturday and whatever. I extend all my... Uh, I, you know, nonetheless, all the best wishes to you. And I say, you know, happy Thanksgiving in Canada. And, I, you know, I, I think this this bears repeating every single time when, 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 when Canadian Thanksgiving rolls around. It is not even a fraction as big as what it is in the United States, right? In the, in the U.S. for our, you know, our American pals, uh, it is absolutely 100% like the biggest thing. You know, family, getting together, you know, everyone getting time off. Us, it legitimately happens during the holidays, right? That's that's where that's where the big family get-togethers and stuff happens. As for you know Thanksgiving in advance, you know I I guess you know I I guess there's some people who go up the little extra mile, but it's really not that. It's not as big a thing. It's really not. Most of us just see it as a lovely three-day weekend, and I'm taking time out of this three-day weekend to come and chat to you about the latest edition of AEW Collision, which happened on October seventh. Hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. But listen, before we move on, if you're listening to this on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, a little like, a little subscribe on the channel, help, help everything grow, that'd be great. Or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be mm, chef's kiss tremendous. It would be it would be the equivalent of, uh, of you spending the entire day cooking a, a beautiful turkey and then pulling it out and it's all golden brown and juicy and you know that that's that's the that's the parallel that we're drawing here today that's that's the uh that's the forced uh analogy that uh, that I'm that, that I'm imposing upon you all <laughs> let's get to it let's just start talking about this show uh this show that uh went up against uh, WWE Fastlane on top of that let's not forget that was happening over there on the Peacock Network. Um, yeah, so uh, what? Uh, October 7, 2023 from uh, the Maverick Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. 2,487 tickets distributed. Folks, that is not good. There's the, there's no way to spin this. There's no way to, uh, to turn this around and make this and turn this into good news. There's nothing... That you can say that that you can tell me that this was that this is a passable number that this is good no this stinks this is bad and it doesn't seem to be getting better look I don't want to get into I don't want to get into the numbers breakdown today maybe on the podcast this week Tuesday Monday I should say sorry tomorrow maybe I'll do it then maybe I'll do it on the collision uh, show but. Uh, Look, AEW has an attendance problem. It has a severe, troubling uh, uh, attendance um, problem. 
And I think it is because of the perception of that the show is not hot. And it's just as simple as that. And um, you know, look, if if there's one thing that I will reiterate here, that I'll make sure that you know everyone still knows where I stand here, I still firmly believe that the pricing of the tickets is not the issue. I still don't think it's it's that much of an issue. If your product is hot, people will buy tickets at whatever price to get into your building. And the way things have been going right now with AEW, if it was a hot product, and if people were, you know, breaking the doors down to get into the shows, well, they'd be, for of course, they'd be paying the, the, the full amount. But let's say, let's just say, be like, it when the tickets let me start let, 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 let me let me revise this when the tickets start dropping prices because they've been dropping prices for every AEW show so far why isn't why aren't all the AEW fans rushing to the gate to pick up the discounted tickets at 40 bucks 30 bucks 20 bucks in some circumstances the bogos the 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 bundles whatever why aren't people just Tearing, the, te- tearing down the walls, breaking down the doors to fill up whatever seats are left because the product isn't hot. Because even when they're selling the tickets at 20 bucks a pop, they're not filling the arenas. So there's a perception issue right now that AEW is, uh, is suffering from. Because the shows are fine. We can get into this, some details as to whether or not certain, you know, we we'll, we can get into details in regards to why shows are, are, you know, are not feeling hot. I have my theories. You have your theories as well, I'm sure. Uh, the... The straying from the original mission of AEW, uh, you know, focusing more on sports entertainment stuff as they try, as they come across a little bit more as WWE light, that kind of stuff, right? To me, uh, I think those are significant game changers. I don't think, you know... I don't think it's um I I don't think it's anything really that anything deeper uh than that and I definitely don't think that it has anything to do with ticket pricing. I really don't. I mean if they want to drop the tickets, ticket prices they can and they do. They do for every single show. So what is the issue? It has it's the shows themselves, it's the content, it's the perception. That it's not hot. Why is it not hot? Well, there we go. Well, we, you know, I've exposed a couple of reasons here. Anyway, let's get into this collision. Which I thought was a solid collision, but, you know, eventful. We're going to get right into that. But other than that, it, you know what it kind of felt like? It felt like a defeated collision. You know what I mean? It felt like a collision where it's like, look, we're going to we're going to put our best foot forward, but we're not going to stack this up too much. We're not going to go nutty wild here. You feel like all the focus is it's either one of two things. Either all the focus is put on Tuesday, 
title Tuesday, or they just saw the writing on the wall with the WWE PLE on a Saturday and they were like, there's, there's no point in doing this. But hey, show starts off with Big Bill and Ricky Starks defeating FTR to become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Excuse me? Pardon? What? That was kind of my reaction. But listen. And, and in what you'd be hard-pressed to not call this a squash. This, this is very reminiscent of, you know, Cody putting over... Uh, Brody Lee, maybe sans the disgustingly great post-match beatdown angle. But the FTRs barely got any offense in this one. Like, minimal. Starks attacks before the bell. And honestly, they don't recover after that. This is the story of the match that FTR just get completely whooped. And you know what? I kind of felt like this was going to happen. Do you know why I kind of thought this was going to happen? Because our boy Dax absolutely had boo-boo face when he was doing his uh his the the cold open um the the the, the cold open uh, uh promo right the, you know he didn't have that that kick in his step and you can tell cash didn't either but dax dax i feel is a is an open book when it comes to this kind of stuff where he's he just gets real real miserable when things don't go his way and I mean, we cannot, we've talked about it before on, on past reviews. We can absolutely, uh, I think it's absolutely fair to assume, despite the fact that, you know, you know what happens when you assume things. Uh, but despite that, I think it's fair to assume that FTR have lost a little bit of a, uh, they have lost a little kick in their, kick in their step since, uh, since old CM Punk has been gone. But I felt it was particularly egregious here. I was like, oh, shit. Like, from the giggle, I was like, are they going to lose? And I'm like, they can't lose. Not to Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Look at what happened. Cash gets driven through commentary by Big Bill, who then back in the ring, triple choke slams Dax, and Spark, Starks, Sparks, Ricky Sparks, Ricky Starks spears Dax Harwood, and they get the win. Like, it's just tremendous stuff. Just a... Look. I, first of all, a couple of things I want to impact here. The first thing is that I am tremendous... I think it is tremendous that Big Bill is getting this type of recognition for his work in AEW so far because he has been... Uh, he has been a, a, a stalwart soldier ever since coming in and he has over delivered he has come across as a tremendously great big man something that he had never been able to do in wwe and he looks better than he did in wwe he looks he looks much more fit and he understands how to how to roll as a big man in 2023 he's just tremendous Charismatic look. I mean, promos are not his big deal, but in the ring, facial expressions, and he works the crowd. He under, he has a crowd connection. There's so much good stuff out of this. And look, Starks, Starks. We can't say it enough. This guy is a superstar, and hopefully, this little stint that he'll have 
as tag team champion will give him something interesting to do. They're Look, they're going to work into a program with the Young Bucks. This is not insignificant. This actually is going to be really interesting because the Bucks are fantastic and they'll be able to do great things with these two guys. I'm excited to see the Bucks work with Big Bill. And Starks is going to have a platform. He's going to be a champion. Uh, and, you know, a little later on uh, in the evening, we had a quick backstage promo with uh, Big Bill and, and Starks with Rene Piquette. And, um, and Starks was saying, look, we're the new faces of Collision now. That's us. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm all for this. And what a great way to do it. Just a complete squash. You want to get, here, you want to get these guys over. And you want to make sure that you put Big Bill across as a threat. Big Bill has always been a threat in every one of his matches. He's super protected. He, just off the top of my head, and probably someone will be able to point it out, but I don't remember. Probably someone will be able to point it out if it has happened, but I don't remember Big Bill taking a pin. He's been one of the most protected guys on this mid-card. So they come in, and they destroy the champs who they've, you know, oh, you know, their bodies and so on. And, so on. and from what we understand, Cash, Cash Wheeler was indeed injured. He was hurt in the match uh, at uh, Wrestle Dream. So that sucks. Uh, but, you know, they were putting over the fact, oh, you know, they've been having such a tremendous year of defenses and it's taken a toll. And I'm like, okay, sh sure. Like, you cannot say that FTR's run as uh, champions, uh, this this last run here um, has been a dud. Can't say that they haven't put in the work and fought the big matches. You can say that things haven't been connecting quite as well. They haven't been as inspired. Maybe these are all these are all absolutely real things we can talk about. But uh, you know, from a from a macro point of view, if you look at their results and who they fought. They're like, yeah, okay, this was a pretty good run. So I guess you could say, oh yeah, they got beat up because they got, uh, you know, they went through so many big tag teams. But then again, you know, it's not as if they were defending them week in, week out. It wasn't an Orange Cassidy situation, right? But listen, bought into it. It's fine. They got squashed. They're taking some time off. I mean, Dax alluded to it. A lot of people thought that they were leaving they just re-signed what for four years this year they're not going anywhere and and you know Dax hinting at retirement is you know is a thing but he wasn't hinting at retirement he was just saying yeah what a great one we had see you soon that's all so that so you know that's fine I wonder I mean is anyone going to point out here that uh FTR are ducking the bucks is anyone that they dropped it. They dropped the title because they're ducking the Bucks. Here's the one thing that I'm thinking about when it comes to the Young Bucks fighting Starks and um, and what's his face, uh, Big Bill. Here's what I am on record, and I have said, God, I have said this so many times by now over the past month or so that you know, not only am I a broken record, I am a, I am a, I am a copy of a of a broken record. You took the broken record and you cloned. That, rec that broken record or you remolded it 
you know, you you made a mold off of that bro broken record and you made a, an identical record that is broken because right the original from which the mold was made from was broken. So of course the copy is broken as well. That's how I feel right now when I talk about the Young Bucks and getting the t the titles back so that they can have a fucking great run on national television. Right? On this national platform, I'm if they had stuck with FTR, I would have been convinced they would have done it. Convinced. Now, knowing that the Bucks are nice guys and they want to put the other people over and so on and so forth, I I can absolutely see a scenario now where the Young Bucks are like, now we're going to put these two dudes over. Where, whereas I'm like, when is the Young Bucks mega run going to happen? When is the when is the penultimate Young Bucks? nationally broadcast run going to happen because yes like everyone points out to me every single time I talk about this they did the belt collector thing like in 2014 2015 and that's fine but no one was watching when I say no one I mean you did not have a mainstream national crowd like you do now in the meantime we've cemented the legacy of FTR as one of the greatest tag teams of all time when legitimately speaking, and I'm not saying they're not, but the Bucks are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They are the greatest tag team of the 2010s, and I say they're the greatest tag team of the past 20 years. No one has done more or reinvented wrestling, tag team wrestling, more than the Young Bucks have done over the past two decades. And it's time for them, while they can still go and can still deliver these high caliber matches, it's time for them to go on this run and plow and have a reign of terror. I'm absolutely for it because the Bucks absolutely rule the tag team division that I was sold on when AEW started, the tag team division that was supposed to be the greatest in the world and that, you know, tag team titles could main event, pay-per-views and so on and so forth, which, you know, for a while was true, hasn't quite been like that for I'd say about 18 months now. Close, close, we're getting close to two years at this point. And much respect to Ricky Starks and Big Bill, but they're not the tag team that's going to rejuvenate all of this. So I kind of feel like the uh like the uh the 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 the, the young bucks reign of terror, which they should have, is not going to happen again because I can absolutely see them just wanting to get these guys over because you would assume that the plan is still to get Ricky Starks over but hey you know there's a lot of contract stuff a lot of contract talk happening for the start of the year right about certain wrestlers not being uh uh you know not feeling like uh, they're being uh like the the, the the not feeling that they are being well taken care of in the company that they are not uh, uh, uh appreciated is the word I was looking for I can absolutely see a guy like Ricky Starks fitting that build, Bill, excuse me, and uh, I wouldn't blame him if he feels like the company has been jerking him around. I kind of think they have ever since ever since his feud with uh, Chris Jericho. I don't think his booking has been great. This is not Chris Jericho's fault, by the way. Jericho did everything to get the guy over, and he did. MJF got the guy over in a, in a uh, in a championship match which Ricky Starks lost, but looked better coming out of it. So it's not on them. It's on the booking side of things. 
So, again, if the plan is still to make Ricky Starks come off as a as a winner, as a champ, as a top guy, maybe the Bucks are like, yeah, let's put the guy over. It's getting absurd a little bit when it comes to the Young Bucks, if, not, if I'm being honest with y'all. Anyway, squash to start. That led us into Brian Danielson defeating Kyle Fletcher. This was the match of the night right here. Tremendous stuff. Great match. Fletcher. Fletcher, they're going to they're going to make uh the most out of Mark Davis's unfortunate injury to get Kyle Fletcher on TV and start to flex these single singles match muscles. Uh, because again, this is a guy, we've talked about it before. This is a guy that a lot of people see as a potential top guy in the future. He's got all the tools. It's up to him to make him work. I'm not like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here pulling a Braun Breaker or a Tiffany Stratton and telling you push him to the moon right now. The guy still has stuff to work out. I'm saying he's got all the tools. He's got everything that you would quite possibly want in your top guy. He's got everything. He's just got to, he's got some stuff that he needs to iron out. And if he's starting to have matches with Danielson here in which he looks tremendous, well, we're off to a rousing start. Fletcher targets Danielson's arm here, uh, who uh, fights back with a kitchen sink and a surfboard, which then he transitions into strikes because, of course, he's Brian Danielson and he's the greatest North American pro wrestler to ever do it. Tremendous dive by Kyle Fletcher uh, through the ropes, uh, Suicida, which Danielson just grabs and sort of shoves him away into the barricades, into the guardrail, continuing this great long-term story of Kyle Fletcher versus ringside guardrails. Jesus Christ. If you know, you know. Fletcher's right fights uh, right back with some scoop slams and a uh, and a uh, uh a top rope rana by Danielson, a brain buster by Fletcher. Danielson rolls into an ankle lock and then transitions into a German and that was outstanding. Snapdragon suplex by Kyle Fletcher and a tremendous Michinoku driver. And he sla- snaps in this real vicious dragon sleeper. Even Nigel was like, holy shit, what is he doing? It's great. Um, a little later on, Danielson wriggles out of another dragon sleeper and into a pinning combo for the win. It's great. Like a great TV match. Good stuff. I mean, we Fletcher's in-ring is there and he will only improve and he will only get better. And if he's fighting guys like Danielson, if Danielson's like, yeah, let's give this kid a try. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's made of. If Danielson is doing this, there's tremendous, tremendous upside for Fletcher. After the match, the Gates of Agony attack Danielson. Then uh, Swiss and Wheeler come out to chase him off. Of course, this is all tied into the uh, Strickland-Danielson match that is happening on Title Tuesday. Get a quick backstage promo that we talked about with Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And then this leads us to the Bullet Club Gold trio of Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and the stray bullet, rock hard, Juice Robinson, defeating Angelico, Gravity, and Metalik. I like the... I, I like the... Stray bullet. I who 
Was it Edge who? who uh, it was Edge last Wednesday who called Juice Robinson the 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 the, the stray bullet. I really like that. When the con, you know, Bullet Club and the stray bullet because that you know he's the loose cannon. You can't call him that. The stray bullet. Yeah, that works. It works really well with his person with his persona right now. Uh, but as far as this match, it was fine. You know, I got it was all right. Work was there. Nothing special. Heat it was a heat match for the Bullet Club guys. Uh, Angelico wrapped up uh, the guns into submissions, but uh, eats the left hand of God by uh, Juice three ten to Yuma and the swing DDT by Robinson for the win. I'm, that's pretty much all you need to know about this match. After though, Jay White gets on the map. Mike gets on the map. He's already on the map, but he gets on the mic and he cuts a terrific promo. Basically challenging what a lot of us had been saying. Yeah, because he stole the AEW World Championship from Max and he's parading around with it. And he says, isn't this the, the thing you care most about, Max? Being, meaning the title? Because, uh, buddy, I ran off with it and I thought you'd show up to try and take it away from me and so on and so forth. And this just goes into what a lot of us have been saying in regards to the title and MJF's like the world title feels secondary it feels insignificant you know it doesn't feel like it's part of anything really special and MJF himself at all in you know uh, in the post match you know was throwing the title away telling Adam Cole I don't care about the title I care about our friendships and like, okay so for Jay White Multiple time IWGP champion, heavyweight champion, by the way, Jay White, to latch on to the gold and, you know, make off with it so that he can feel that it's, so that he can say, look, this is special because I want it. It's a, it's a nice little, it's a nice little wrinkle here. It's like, look, can we, are, is this a turning point? Here, this is what we're going to. Is this a turning point in the um, in this uh, MJF Adam Cole stuff, where the title is going to start becoming important again? Because your world title should be, and you know you can say whatever you want about WWE and 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 how they've mismanaged their titles over the years, but AEW has been very particular about its world championship it's the the people who carried it the you know the 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 significance of the reigns the length you know they haven't been hot shotting they and mjf is going to he's coming up to a year as world champion which is not insignificant in about itself but y'all know that the title in this situation with the brochachos is tremendously tertiary to MJF because he's more concerned with Adam Cole, he's more concerned with uh, Roderick Strong than anything else. And you see, look, Jay White is Jay White basically is saying, if if you don't want to make this title feel important, I'm going to make it feel important, and I'm gonna, I'm you know. And then he starts talking to Adam Page, who he's fighting on Title Tuesday, by the way. And basically, he's setting up the match as if it was a world title eliminator, right? And they say it outright. 
so we got the pretend champion. We we basically have Jay White as has inherited CM Punk's gimmick of the real world's champion right now. So I'm confident, I guess, that this might turn into something. Fingers crossed, people. Great promo. That's all there is to it because it's Jay White. Jay White rules. We uh, get a Nick Wayne pre-tape. He said that he was uh, sick of being in Darby's shadow. That's why he attacked him. Not unlike Christian, who was sick of being uh, in Adam Copeland's shadow. I am bummed out that in this situation, Nick didn't bring up the AR's Fox stuff. Because I feel like that would be an even more personal thing. Like, what does Nick Wayne give a shit about Adam Copeland and 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 Christian Cage dynamics, right? In turning on as a motivating factor to turn on Darby. I would have been like, Darby, you know, these dudes attacked me, blooded me up with pictures of my father, and you were very quick to forgive, but you never thought how I felt. That's what I was expecting. That's what I thought the motivation was. And then maybe this shadow thing being secondary. But first and foremost, because it's personal and it makes sense. And Nick Wayne has been in the ring weeks after with AR Fox. And you can kind of tell he's a little cold about it. He's not quite into it. You know, he hasn't forgiven AR Fox. And why should he? And then he's got Darby going, no, no, man, everything's chill. Forgives him like that. What are we doing? So I thought this was this was the this was the the this was the, the the thing, but apparently not. It's it's about other people. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in this uh, motivation. Yeah, the AEW World Trios uh, titles on the line as well. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated the Iron Savages. This was the match that they decided to run. Uh, versus the start of Fastlane. I guess is this is this the uh, is this the um, is this what you call throwing in the towel? Is this what this was? Is this like I, th there can be anyone in AEW, right? Because because Collision started at seven p.m. Eastern, so you had the full first hour before. Fast lane, and then the first the first hour of fast lane competed with the last hour of um, collision. I can't, I can't believe that anyone in backstage in the higher ups in the decision making to putting these shows together. I can't believe anyone sat here and said, "Okay, so fast lane starts at eight p.m. Eastern." Uh, that'll be our second hour. Let's start it off with the Acclaim versus the Iron Savages to try and keep people around so that they don't flip over to the, the WWE Peacock. You know, let's not do that. Let's do... Let, let, this, this is the match, folks. Not Danielson versus Fletcher. This. I can't believe anyone was... I can't believe anyone thought. Like, this really thought that. This feels like... They just threw in the towel and they were like, well, we're going to get creamed anyway. Doesn't matter. This is what it feels like. 
And I'm sorry, guys, gals, non-binary pals. The Iron Savages are way too off-putting for me. This is not a gimmick that I enjoy. The road rage, screaming hype bros doing the 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 ass gimmick. You know, they did that once. They did that once. Remember that one time? Bronson did it. You know, I wanted to call him Bear Bronson. I curtailed myself. He did that one spontaneously and then it got mean to death on social media. So now they're doing it all the time. Now it's part of their catchphrase that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacked Jameson does. Jacked Jameson. It, 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 look, this is, this just, look, it, it's not for me. This, this gimmick annoys the shit out of me. It's off-putting. And I know a lot, for some reason, a lot of people like this, that's fine, but this just doesn't work for me. And they did, you know, they keep doing the ass stuff and they keep bare, look, hey, Oi, a lot of butt stuff on tonight's show. Maybe this is how they figured they'd compete with Fastlane. We'll just we'll just include a lot of ass play in our show tonight. That'll keep people watching, right? <laughs> oh, listen, this match is a match that happened. Big power offense by the, the Savages. Bowens is the baby face in peril for this match. Caster gets the hot tag and he DVDs uh, Boulder. There's also a double suplex on Boulder. Sesame Timbers, the arrival, mic drop, win. There you go. That's all, that's all you need to know. That's fine. Let's move on. Get a nice little video recap of the Shane Taylor, Keith Lee history, which I legitimately believe was a very nice, neat little video recap. So that I, I enjoyed that. And, uh, and then you have, uh, we also had a little pre-tape uh, of uh, Timeless Tony Storm too, which leads us to... Tony Storm defeating Kira Hogan in a pretty good little match here. I thought this was uh, pretty good. Tony Storm, she comes in with scripts. She's giving the scripts to uh, Nigel and uh, Ian Riccoboni. And Nigel is like, was it Nigel or... Uh, no, it's Ian who goes, I go away for a month and we're back here and we have scripts. I think Nigel got a couple... You know what they're talking about here. Uh, she gives a crisp, a crisp, a crisp. What am I, British? Gives a, a script to <laughs> Kira Hogan. Uh, but uh, she, you know, Kira Hogan doesn't want no script. She doesn't cooperate. She's, uh, you know, she's supporting uh, SAG-AFTRA. Uh, and she, uh, <laughs> she kicks Tony Storm and slaps her ass. And Tony Storm gets a great heat segment. And we get hip attacks. And the baseball slide and a drop kick by uh, Kira Hogan. And uh, Tony Storm lands a sky high. And she bites Kira Hogan's ass. That's, a, I'm telling you, lots of ass stuff. Lots of butt stuff on the show. Where you know, Taguchi watching this, clenching his fist. You know, he's doing the, he's doing the, the. The the, the 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 meme the what the fuck it was that show you know the meme Albert Walter what the fuck Dil not Dilbert what's the name of the meme anyway he's like why didn't Tony Khan book me for this hip attack storm zero for the win good little match like uh, you know Tony Storm Tony Storm's gimmick is is over 
That's all I have to say. Ruby Soho is backstage. She's with Renee Paquette. And she is informed that she will be banned from ringside for Soraya vs. Sheeta on Title Tuesday. I th- I, if there's one thing that AEW has done very, 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 very fucking well on Dynamite and, and especially on Collision this week uh, is remind us, make sure that we all understood that the show was on, that Dynamite's on Tuesday this week. It's been very well promoted. Then the uh, main event match, Ring of Honor World title match, Eddie Kingston defeats Commander. Um, nothing like having JR come down for commentary and starting uh, starting the match calling the Ring of Honor World Champion fat. Commander starts the match by overwhelming Eddie with Lucha stuff. Kingston fights back with machine gun chops and more chops and... And, and, and Commander hulks up, lands a tornillo and a, and a running shooting star press, which was dope. Does this great over-the-corner tope. And then a 450. Eddie Kingston, and he fight it up on the top turnbuckle. Superplex by Kingston is reversed midair by Commander into a body press. However, Kingston lands a Uranagi, a lariat, and the back fist for the win. Once again, well, look. A fine little match, clash of styles, so on and so forth. I think Ian was even saying, he even called back to Eddie saying, you know, Lucha's never been his strength even back in the Shikara days, you know. All right. But a good little clash of styles. Eddie with a solid defense, solid match. Like, that's all you need to know. It was a good, solid pro wrestling match. Pretty good on top of that. Um, But Collision... Continuing the tradition of Monday Nitro of using the luchadors to put over the heavyweights. Did it again with Commander here with Eddie. Did it earlier in the night with the Bullet Club. Fantastic. There's some things that just never go out of style, apparently. And then the show ends with Adam McCopeland coming uh, to the ring to cut a promo, basically saying he wants more answers. He wants answers from Christian Cage. He says, look, I came back here. The, the plan was for me to come back here to team with Christian. So I want answers. Christian's come out. Christian doesn't come out because he's the TNT champion. And why would he come out? And uh, he says, no, but you'll get your answers on Tuesday. If you make it there, Lucha, that uh, on cue, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne come out. They, uh, they head to the ring to take out uh, 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 Adam Copeland, who fights them off. Wayne almost gets speared, but Luchasaurus chokeslams uh, uh, Copeland. They set up a concerto, but uh, Darby Allen runs in, chair shots Luchasaurus. He comes to chair shot Nick Wayne, but Nick Wayne begs him off. Darby Allen, he has a conscience. Can he bring himself to chair chair shotting young Nick Wayne on the bean? So he turns to attack Luchasaurus again, but Nick Wayne blindsides him because he's a heel. And they concerto his injured arm. And that's how the show concludes. So we're going to get... Christian and uh, Edge on Title Tuesday as well. This was a fine angle. It was okay, but 
you know, it, it was very by the book and somewhat predictable and nothing new was gleaned out of this. Like, it, it was all right, you know. I don't know if I would have ended the show with this. If anything, this is what I would have put uh, to compete with the start of WWE Fastlane, but what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Um, so, yeah, like I said, Title Tuesday, Christian is going to provide some explanations. And I said this, and I'm going to say it again just to be completely on record to make sure that as many of you hear hear my thought on this and this is what I want right this is what I want out of this this is the pro the promo I want from Christian Cage is to for him to come out and say you know I don't want you here I left the other place to go uh to go make a career out of myself for myself because I believed in myself because I was never going to rise above you being handpicked by Vince. Vince wanting good things for you, but not seeing it in me. I was like, okay, I'm going to bet on myself instead of trying to please an audience of one. That's what I want. And, and then Christian Cage saying, I've, been, I've built my career. I'm my own man outside of your shadow. And now you're coming here to try and fuck this up. This is my house this is these are my rules. AW belongs to the TNT champion. Kind of. That's what I that's the promo I want out of Christian Cage because it ties into reality. That's why he left WWE, because you know it's going to be a dead end for him. Because Edge was getting the singles push. And he knew Vince didn't see anything in him. So what did he do? He went to TNA. And from that point on, everything is history. So I really want him to be extra apprehensive, really apprehensive of this, of this guy, this, this Adam Copeland fella. But look, I was also expecting Nick Wayne to be like, Darby, you suck because of AR Fox, because of you forgiving AR Fox, but that's not what we're getting at. We're going to wrap it up for today. That's it. We're done. Um, so we'll see. Look little uh, programming notes here right um the mr warren hayes show this week will not be recorded on tuesday as you know tuesday night is just going to be too stacked there's no point in recording it live uh i will be releasing the podcast probably tomorrow and i don't think i i don't think i'll be recording it live just keep an eye out on the on the youtube channel it'll probably just drop out of nowhere <laughs> but if i change my mind i will put it out You'll see the live stream, but I think I might just record it offline. Uh, and um, uh, but there will be a podcast. Just I'm not quite sure yet. I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards uh, recording it offline. But who knows what I'm going to decide last minute? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But there will be a Mr. Warren Hayes show tomorrow, Monday, uh, on uh, October 9th, and then leading us into Title Tuesday. Um, uh, to lead us into Title Tuesday, so I hope you're all, you're you're all around to watch that. Look, our, our, our here's a prediction for you: NXT is going to smoke dynamite out of the water. They're gonna no, they're, they're gonna blow them out of the water and they're gonna smoke them in the ratings. 
I think it's inevitable at this point. Dynamite moves nights. You're already losing um, most of your viewership. That's already a fail. And now they're getting Cena and The Undertaker and Cody on the show on top of Becky and her match. Like, let's not be stupid here, okay? Dynamite's getting smoked on Tuesday. That's my official prediction. And my official, and this is my official sign off for the podcast um, for this review. <laughs> Remember, leave a like or a review or a rating wherever you may be. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. I'll see you next time.